Rick Dayton Show is on the air. Steelers Monday Night Football game kickoff just about five hours away. This is the voice of Pittsburgh, 1020 and 100.1 FM. Gary Surak joins us right now. He's not only a financial advisor, but also an author. He's got a brand new book that's called How to Retire and Not Die. Sounds rather, uh, sounds rather dire, but at the same time, there has to be finances and there has to be fun and there has to be happiness in retirement. Gary, it is good to have you on the program. How are you? Oh, I'm doing well, Rick. Thank you very much for having me. Gary is based in Canton, Ohio, and joins us right now after a career that uh, has, has, has covered many decades in terms of talking about helping people to plan for this. But you're looking at uh, doing something more than just what's in your IRA or what you've got set up in trust funds or things like that when you're talking about retiring and being happy. What's your definition of happiness in retirement? Well, my definition is not having to worry about your next meal and, and looking around, but also having something to do. And what I've found, Rick, is that plenty of people have money, but no idea what they're going to do with the rest of their life. And that is really problematic. And so the book is really called um, How to Retire and Not Die, because I don't want people to die. I'm sick of visiting But there's more to it. No, isn't that the truth? But there's more to it. And the subtitle is interesting. Go on. Tell me more. Oh, well, the three P's, which are really kind of cool, are purpose, passion, and a plan. So that's my, my view of the world of doing this for 40 years is my clients who had the money but didn't have those three things didn't do well, and, and they really struggled or they disappeared. And my clients that didn't have a whole lot of money but still had purpose, passion, and a plan, they're still here. I, I had one in this morning at 86, and she's the happiest person I know retired. She, she just looks at me and says, you know, Gary, I do everything I want to do. I don't worry. I don't worry about my bills, and I have all these really cool things I'm doing. Right, right. And she's got something to get up for in the morning and, 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 and look forward to, I'm sure, is, is part of it as well. So when we say purpose, is that simply a matter of what are you going to do on Monday morning when you get up to keep it feeling like another Saturday? Well, that's kind of more of a schedule. The purpose is more of what are you doing for other people? And, okay. and when I did this, that was intent. I, I wanted people to think, you know, having purpose is what you do for other people. Passion is what you do for yourself. And then what you're talking about, Rick, is the plan. How do you plan it out and how do you schedule it? And, and you're, you're dead on. You've got to have a reason to get up in the morning and, and brush your teeth and go do something. Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting how none of those P's really are tied to money, are they, Gary? A zero. <laughs> this book is so not about money. I, I mean, I'm a financial advisor, and I'm not writing about money. That's kind of ironic in itself. But, but realistically, I realized a long time ago, it wasn't the money that made people happy. It was these other things, and keeping them on the planet was my goal. And I said, hey, you've worked your whole life. You've climbed this mountain to retirement. And then you get up there and you realize, okay, now I have a marathon that's 26 years long. I got to run. What do I do? Mm-hmm. And and really, the book's all about that. Just trying to help them figure it out. So if it's not about money, why is it that so many people worry about when they're going to retire? <laughs> well, a lot of them is because they don't know what they're going to do when they retire. I, I mean, that's a fascinating topic. If you're ever sitting around people that are thinking about retirement, say, well, what are you going to do when you retire? And they look at you like a deer in headlights. And the reason is because they haven't planned it out and, and they haven't really thought their way through what that's going to look like. Having seven days a week off is a lot of time. 
is there some way to successfully transition? Is there a mindset? Is there sort of a, a notion that you should start getting into if you're 56 years old, you're 61 years old, you're 63 years old, that you start to transition mentally? Or, or does it start the, the day that you actually are free from going to work? Rick, that is such an excellent question. So you hit it right on the head. I I tell my clients that are 55, I said, you need to start thinking about retirement. I said, and I mean thinking, I mean thinking about what that would look like and begin to build some sort of a plan for yourself because 10 years is going to wrap around really quickly or 17 years or whatever it amounts to. And what I find is that all of a sudden my clients get to that point and if they haven't thought this through, it's, it's a huge problem. So I, I like the idea of doing what you just said. It, it's one of those things where once you decide, okay, this is in my future, what's my future going to look like? Well, you get the ability to fix that and create your own. So that's, I give them tools in the book. One's a wish list, Rick, and, and that's kind of fun. It's everything you wish you'd been doing except you're working and couldn't do. <laughs> yeah, right. That's a, that's a really good point. Gary Surak joins us right now. He's from Canton, Ohio, and he's a financial planner, financial service guy, but at the same time, he's an author. And among the books he's written, one is talking about how to retire and not die, or if your money talked, what secrets would it tell in the American Dream Revisited? Gary, as we get to the point where we start to think about what is meaningful in life? I mean, if you've worked your entire career, haven't you dedicated that towards something that's meaningful to you? Meaning that if you've worked in financial planning and helping others, isn't that what you want to do? And if so, are you really going to retire if that's how you want to help? Do you see what I'm saying? I mean, sometimes we're so tied to our jobs that it's hard to walk away from them. Oh, Rick, you hit it on the head again. So here I am. I'm 70. Okay, so I've been doing this for a while. I, I could have quit at 65, but I look at this, and, and I actually enjoy what I do for a living. I, I find purpose in it. I help people. I get passion because I'm really I'm just passionate about making sure these things work. And and I have a really good plan. You know, I come in the morning at 9.30, and I blow out of here at 3.30, and so I work short days, and, and if I want to take time off, I do. But the beauty of it is that I'm, I'm semi-retired in my mind, and yet I'm, I'm fulfilled. I go home at night, and I feel good. So there's a lot of people, just like you mentioned, that really shouldn't retire. Maybe they should scale back, and, and I really talk about that in the book. And you hit mindset is such a huge piece of this puzzle. You've got to have a retirement mindset. And, and that's everybody has their own. And I think that's a critical piece also, because if you have the right mindset that says, OK, I'm working five days a week, I work you know, four hours a day, 20 hours, and I have this great life. And that's pretty cool. Is there I mean, there has to be a financial number, though, right? I mean, we can't ignore the monetary, yeah. how we're going to pay for life. I mean, if your house is paid for, that's great. But you still have taxes. You still have car insurance. You still have food and, and things like that. So how can we still take care of that without worrying about the other things? Well, the money part of it, it's a different it's a different book, but what it really is is the maybe it's money, a different conversation. Secrets would it tell? Yeah. So that's the first book. But what it's really about the money side of this is is really critical to the equation. And, and again, if you're 65 trying to figure out money, you're in trouble. But if you're 55, you got to fight and chance to to make sure that works. And having the right amount of money, you know, making sure that you live within your means. And by the way, that is probably the most important thing I said all day. Yeah. If you can live within your means, you'll have a very happy retirement. And I've seen people whose means are very small. I've seen them very large. And what I will tell you is that without exception, when they exceed their means, bad things happen.
Well, Gary, the last thing I want to do is keep a guy who's semi-retired past 3.30 in the afternoon. So I'm going to let you go right now on schedule because I know you've got a plan for the rest of your day. So thank you so much for being with us here on KDKA. And I'd love to catch up with you again as we get into the new year and help people sort of start some of those plans and, and reorganizing some of their finances and things like that. Would that be okay? Oh, that'd be great, Rick. And and you have a great day. It's beautiful in Canton, Ohio today. It's about 63 and sunny, so I'm, I'm hitting the trail. Hall of so. Fame City over there. Get out and play Brookside this afternoon. It's one of the best golf courses in America. Oh, Enjoy you know it. that golf course. Oh, I, absolutely very well. My wife's from Canton, Ohio. We could talk about Canton forever. So In uh, Glenmore. I, I belong at Glenmore. There so, you go. Yeah. All right, well, you know what? Let's get together and play. I'll be your guest. I would love to do that. Gary, thank, thank you. I just invited myself to your club. That's not very nice. I apologize. Well, I'm, I'm going to accept that as a cool thing to do, and you're more than welcome. You let me know when you're in town and you have an invite. So We'll look forward to okay. it, Gary. Thank you so very much. Gary Surak joining us again. The name of his book is How to Retire and Not Die, the Three Ps That Will Keep You Young. And we appreciate Gary being with us here on KDK and the Disk Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline. Great to have Gary Surak on the program with us talking about how to retire and not die. And again, it's a little tongue in cheek and I think maybe a bit crass for some. But I think that at the same time, there is a lot of truth to what he says about the purpose, the passion and the plan of what to do after you're done working. I mean, if what you have done is be a teacher for your entire career and you get up and that is your purpose to help others, to help students, to help them learn and figure out what their joy in life is, what's your passion, what feeds you, what is it about yourself that you get out of doing that and what's your plan in terms of your schedule and what are you going to do in your summers if you're not teaching and you've got a little bit of time at Christmas break, are you going to get away or are you just going to recharge, what are you going to do? If that is your, your work then what are you going to do in retirement if you don't have those things? I mean, it's sort of like there are certain things about us that are intrinsic that our job allows us to scratch that itch. I mean, for me, as somebody who worked in television news and radio news and in, in the journalism business for a long time, as a naturally curious person, I love this because it's easy for me to come up with questions. People say all the time, how would you come up with those questions? Well, they're just things I wondered about. I mean, they're just things. And Ben is the same way. I mean, he sits on the other side of the glass and does a different job. But so many times, Ben will chime into my ear and have questions that I'll pass right along. And you think I'm really smart, but they're Ben's questions. Sometimes I tell you which ones they are, but they're usually the ones where they say, you know, that's a really great question. Those are usually Ben's. That's how you can typically tell. But I'm serious that if that is something that to me, it uh, of being a curious person, Going into journalism makes a lot of sense because you're finding things out. You're learning things. And so I love being a lifelong learner. In my 50s, I still feel that I can learn from having Gary Surratt come on and talk about retirement and talking about what is purpose, what is passion, what is a plan, and where does money fit into this? And you notice in this book, nothing has to do with money. Yes, you have to have means. You have to be able to do that. But at the same time, where are we in that regard? And that leads me to my next conversation. I'd love to hear from you about this, about, about retirement. How do you know when's the right time? Did you retire too soon? Did it not take? Because that happens too. 866-391-1020, 866-391-1020. And it marries in with this, a piece I saw last week on CNBC, the financial network, a survey and MedicareGuide.com revealing 27% of Americans who are 65 and older have less than $500 set aside for medical bills. 
one in four who are 65 and older have less than six, uh, less than $500 set aside for their medical bills. And I think that it goes back to what Gary was talking about, that you have to live within your means, but you also have to have planned to have enough to do the things that you want to do so you can live within your means. So if your idea of retirement is that you want to go visit your grandchildren and one set of grandchildren is in Los Angeles and one set is in Boston and another set is in North Carolina and you want to go see each of them twice a year, then you're looking at that saying one, two, three kids. I want to go twice a year. Let's start doing the math. We're looking at six trips to go to L.A., to Boston and, and North Carolina. It adds up. And you have to have enough means to be able to do those sorts of things. If what you want to do is you want to do, you know, riverboat cruises of the great rivers of Europe and you want to knock them all out, well, that's going to cost money as well. If you want to go and you want to hike the Appalachian Trail and through hike it at some point, that's going to take maybe not as much money as it's going to take time in terms of doing that. It may take you six months to do that. But then what do you do with your house in that meantime and, and all those kind of things? So these are things that in retirement that you need to be thinking about that are beyond simply the money, but you can't ignore the money as well. But the 27% of Americans with less than $500 saved for medical expenses, that's a staggering, staggering number. And I think it says something about where we are as a culture right now with saving versus spending and how much it is that we are putting away. Rick Dayton Show at 3.38 in the afternoon. Kickoff a little after 8 o'clock tonight at Heinz Field. Looking forward to uh, seeing what the Steelers have in store for a team that's not very good with a rookie quarterback, and the Steelers have been really, really good on Monday nights, and they've been really, really good against rookie quarterbacks over the years. So a lot of reasons suggesting the Steelers should be uh, – Favored, and, and they are by a little bit more than a touchdown in the game. Uh, still to come on the program today, we're going to visit with uh, Roger Clark. He is executive vice president of a company called PS Furniture. On Friday, we talked about a product that they have introduced, which basically is a flip-top table that can be put in classrooms, but it also is basically a defensive barrier for active shooter situations. And so literally there is a protective handgun rated wall that is that desktop. And so when you turn it 90 degrees from being horizontal to vertical and set it upright, people can hide behind it if there was an active shooter situation in a school. We talked about this on Friday. We'll talk with somebody from the company coming up at four o'clock today. And we look forward to that right now talking about retirement and what it looks like and what you think it is going to look like. And it also has to do with the uh, the conversation that we had right there before the break about this brand new survey from MedicareGuide.com revealing that 27%, more than one in four Americans age 65 and older have less than $500 in savings set aside for medical bills. And that to me is just a staggering number. And and maybe it is so so staggering and terrifying because there are just some life experiences that that we've been through that I think sometimes open your eyes to those kind of things. One of them involved one of our kids. We got a phone call uh, several months back that he was in just such horrible, horrible pain, couldn't drive. There was no way in the world he could get himself to the hospital. And, you know, we're just saying, well, what's going on? And he says it's in his back and he just can't sleep and he can't roll over. And it's just, and we just said, well, wait a second, this just sounds sounds horrible. What's going on? And it's, it's one of those things that you say, boy, I, I, I can't even imagine. Long story short, it turns out it was kidney stones. 
and he ended up in the hospital overnight, and they put him on an IV, and they did all this stuff, and they basically said there's really not a whole lot we can do about it. But by the time they did the scans and by the time they did this and by the time they did that, our son, who was in his first job out of college, year and a half out of college, has a bill for $7,000, and he, he turns it into his company insurance plan, and his deductible, he's basically got a $3,000 bill that he's got a, got a foot. So, you know, that's a young person who's still working, so there's a way that he can sort of pay that off and work through it. It's a horrible, horrible lesson. You don't want anybody to, to get saddled with that. But then you see, well, what about people who are 65 and older who aren't necessarily working, who aren't necessarily actively earning income? It's more passive income at that point. What do they do if they've got less than 500 in savings set aside for those medical situations? 866-391-1020. 866-391-1020 is a way that you can be part of that conversation, talking about retirement and savings and how much is enough and do you have enough? Let's go to Ted on Mount Washington talking to us about retirement. Ted, you don't know anything about that, do you? Oh, no, I know absolutely nothing. Are you kidding me? <laughs> how are you? I'll call you Dave. I'll call you Dave Ramsey. <laughs> but um, real, real quick, uh, with retirement, I, I'll be honest, almost 40% people in this country have nothing, zero. They're going to be relying on 100% Social Security. And um, I'm telling you, Rick, this is probably the most underrated subject you're talking about. Uh, we're headed to a retirement crisis. You got that right. Absolutely retirement crisis. Yep. The number one reason why people don't retire, because they don't put nothing in it. <laughs> That's the number one. Right. The, the only way you're going to make it, and if you, you know, automate it automatically, man, uh, I think Australia has the best plan. Anytime somebody works, they're automatically opted in into retirement account. And basically, before you ever see your paycheck, a certain amount is taken out, set aside for your retirement. You don't even know it's gone. Yep. It's called pay yourself. Right. You never work for nothing. Right. And unfortunately, the one thing they don't teach in school and you see it at colleges, you know, you see it even grade school. It's called financial literacy. That's it. If your parents struggle with money, guess what? You're going to struggle with money. It's a curse in this country. And I'll be honest, I, I think it's one of the, you talk about conspiracy, the biggest thing in the world. So how financial do we change that cycle? I mean, Junior Achievement has tried to do that, right? I mean, Junior Achievement has tried to work with kids on, you know, fiscal literacy and understanding that. That's a program in and around schools. But how do we get people to really listen, Ted? Well, I mean, hey, like I said, programs like yours, it helps, okay? And you got to remember, this economy goes on consumption. Mm -hmm. And you hear people all the time say, well, we consume, you know, a lot in this country. That's like a crackhead telling you how much dope they consume. Right. That doesn't make a difference when it comes to building wealth and passing wealth to the next generation. Right. And unfortunately, especially if you're low income, you're not going to make it. Well, and to think that you can get by on just what Social Security is is yeah. also a fallacy when you consider the cost of skilled care as people get older and whether it's an independent living or assisted living, not to mention if it ends up being nursing care. I mean, that is a whole different situation in terms of how expensive that can be. I mean, it's just horrifying well, how expensive it is. It, it will be. But the one thing that we're blessed in this country is that we live longer. Mm -hmm. The curse of this country we is live that longer. money. <laughs> yeah, that's right, is that we live longer. Absolutely. Ted, good stuff. Thanks for calling. We appreciate it. Ted Carlos right. from up on Mount Washington today. And, boy, you know what? He is absolutely 100% spot on about the fact that a lot of people are simply outliving their money. I mean, again, when you start to look at the cost of what it is to be in skilled care for 
you know, some of these sorts of things. It's not surprising that it's $6,000, $8,000, $10,000 a month. A month. And the question is, you're saying, well, you know, we set aside, you know, we're going to be very, very comfortable if we've got $50,000 coming in plus our Social Security of a couple thousand dollars a month. We're in great shape, right? we got $74,000 coming in. How could you possibly need that? Do the money. Do the math on what it costs if it, one of you ends up in a nursing home and it's $10,000 a month. You're $50,000 short if one ends up in a nursing home and it's $10,000 a month. And you say, well, they're not going to take the home. They are. They absolutely positively can. I mean, and, and it's, it's horrifying. And we think that we've got enough saved. We think that we're ready to retire. And then you start thinking about those kind of costs. And again, I think that Ted's point about having a crisis coming up, if you want to know about a real crisis, and that's going to be, you know, again, talking about his numbers, that 40, 40% of people just don't have enough saved for retirement. And they're just counting on Social Security. That is going to be a disaster. See what's going on with your money right now. We've been talking about retirement and whether or not you have enough and how you get there. Well, let's check in with Dan Goss right now from Heffron Tillotson and check on your money now. Dan? Hey, thank you, Rick. Stocks on Monday continued a record streak of gains opening at new highs as investors looked ahead to a large amount of new inflation data and earnings results later this week. At the opening bell, the Dow, S&P 500, and NASDAQ all notched fresh highs, carrying over last week's momentum. Optimism concerning a batch of strong corporate reports, a better-than-anticipated October jobs report, and a Fed Reserve decision regarding rates are providing momentum to risk-sensitive uh, uh, risk assets. With a few minutes to go before the closing bell, the Dow is up 105 points at 36,433. The S&P 500 is up three points at 4,701. And the NASDAQ went back positive, up three points at 15,975. Sectors are somewhat mixed, with energy and materials the biggest percentage gainers. Gold was up, settling at 18. 15 uh, an ounce. Oil gained a percent to 82.15 a barrel, staying close to its high for 2021. And locally, copper is down 1.17 percent at 33.06. U.S. Steel is up two and a half percent to 26.84, and CNX Resources is off 43 cents at 14.49 a share. We check your money at 20 and 50 past the hour from Heffron Tillotson. This is Dan Goss on 100.1 FM and AM 1020 KDKA. Dan, thank you for the update there. Things looking up on Wall Street on this Monday, eight minutes till four o'clock right now on the Rick Dayton Show, talking about retirement, how much is enough, how do you know how much is enough, and how can you possibly plan so that you can not worry about retirement money later on when you're not working. Let's go to James. James joins us from Beaver County. Hi, James. You're on KDKA. How are you? Hi, Rick. Thanks, buddy. Um, listen, my wife got sick. Um, uh, she got sick in her 40s. Oh, my. And she went Alzheimer's, early onset. Yep. And she lived 10 years. Yep. I kept her home, and it wiped me out. It, it literally wiped me out for money. You know, financially, financially, physically, yes. mentally, absolutely. Yes. It, it, it is, yes. It's devastating. I, 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 we lived through it. I, I understand. The the only good thing is we we have uh, long term care insurance, and it paid it paid me every month some, but it wasn't enough. Okay, um, but getting back to hospitals, people 
You know, there's people who are in the hospital, they don't care. They don't pay the bill. Mm-hmm. They let it go. What are you going to do to you, someone who has nothing? They, I know a person, she must go to the hospital $100,000. Just refuses to pay it, right? Yeah. Right. What, what could they do to you? At some point, there's nothing for them to take, right? I mean, if you're renting a place, it's not like they can take your house. If you don't own a car, they can't take your car. You don't have any assets, they can't attach that. Right. It's the only thing I can do is maybe attach wages. But uh, yeah, that's that, that that's the the catch-all, and that's the the issue is what do you do to those in that situation? They, it, there's nothing they can do, is there? No, I would advise anyone like my boys. I tell them buy life insurance. For a younger person to buy life insurance, if you're older, it's going to build, 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 right. and it's a it's a good thing when you're you know when you need it someday. Do you feel the same way about long-term care insurance? Do you feel that that paid I off do. for you? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have it myself. It's not cheap. No, it's not. Um, but That's I, the issue. I can't it's let expensive. it go. You know. And you saw that it for thirty years. I can't let it not pay it. I don't right. want that to lapse out on me. No, no, I hear you. Never know. You've paid into it all this time too, and if anything else, it'll end up helping your sons, right? Right. Yeah. That's right. Absolutely. James, thank you for the phone call. Thank you. Man. We appreciate Bye. it. James calling us from Beaver County here today, talking about long-term care and the cost of that and retirement and how much do we actually have and do we have enough and how do you know when enough is enough? So there's some tough, tough questions to be kicking around today. Our first guest, Gary Sirak, if you missed the conversation with him, he's an author and also a financial advisor, and his book is called How to Retire and Not Die. And his point is, let's look at the three P's that we need to have in life. This has nothing to do with the money. The three P's are purpose, passion, and a plan. And when you're getting to retirement and you're actually in retirement, those are the things that you need to be thinking about long, you know, not long after, but even after you've already retired and you are continuing into retirement. Because you need to have a purpose, you need to have a passion, you need to have a plan for how you're going to move through that.